Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. got to straddle that leg yep i was just saying this is, i know this is like an audio format but i was trying to face the camera more because sometimes we use video but then like we're not on either side of the mic like could it be more like this well, like i think it's still okay it's like it's not muted here and not here oh, okay anyways hey um, you are waiting on somebody to either come murder us or buy some skates off of Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. So you guys will either hear us be murdered live on the air. Well, we're not live, but you know, somebody will upload this, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, at least it'll be used as like evidence in court, I guess, I guess. <laughs> But we won't be able to be subpoenaed. Nobody to be will know. We'll be dead. Well, for legal purposes, if we end up dead, it was the guy buying the skates. What's his name? Mike Shipman. Use his full name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I have his phone number too. Okay. Well, if we're getting murdered, scream it out. Yeah. So that the mic picks it up. Okay. Um. Otherwise, I may just duck out for a minute or two to go give this guy some skates. <laughs> But you know what I did the other day that was like, yeah, I could I have been know. shady. You could have been shady or you could have been shaded. <laughs> the shady or the shadier. Yeah. Yeah. This woman asked me to ship a pair of Olivia's skates that I was selling on Marketplace to Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia out east. Yeah. Stony Plain, Nova Sc Stony Island, Nova Scotia. <laughs> oh my God, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That's the only Don't accent you know. I can do. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and so... Oh, we should have put a little business card in, like, listen to our podcast. Oh, I should have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is a coach in uh, Stony Island in Nova Scotia. Yeah. And she... Uh, it's really hard to find skates out there, she said. And so she was like, will they fit in, like, one of the standard boxes? And so I went and tested it out, and they fit in the middle-sized standard box for $24.99. And so... I like packaged them all up in this box and she emailed you the she money. She transferred me $124.99 plus tax. Yeah. And then, and like, I could have just sent her an empty box or I could have mailed a box and she just like, once the boxes get gone, I guess like I could have maybe stopped it in transit if she didn't email me maybe. Cause I, I got the tracking number, but I sent the tracking number to her too. Right. That was like her collateral. She's like, send me the tracking number. But like, look, I took pictures of them in the box and like everything. Did you take a selfie with the post office worker? <laughs> I should have. Being like, it's heading it's, in. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I didn't get scammed and I didn't scam her, but. She doesn't know yet though. She, she doesn't know. She's still worried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man. I don't know. I'm just over here selling our things. I just get, well. Yeah. 
I mean, I sold a pair of skates for $100 that I originally paid $500 for last year. So, you know, that's the market. Mm -hmm. I just think selling things online, I bet Annie would have been like a pro. Oh, yeah. I have an aunt and she is a pro marketplace and Kijiji purchaser. I don't know if she sells stuff, but my aunt Peggy, like, just shops like crazy for secondhand things. That's wild. I know. I just get nervous and I'm sure I'll be murdered at every transaction. Yeah, I don't feel that way necessarily. (laughs) But I do get worried when it's tickets to something. That's when I don't trust. No, I'm never buying tickets from somebody that isn't somebody I know or a trusted source. Yeah, I, I can't remember if I either if I was buying or selling some some tickets either way. Um, it ended up being like a long lost person I went to high school with and it like worked out because we kind of knew each other. But remember when we bought that freezer? Yes. This guy on Facebook marketplace, like, I don't know if he fixes them up. He had a few. He had a bunch of freezers in his garage. That he was selling garage. Yeah. That he was selling. And so I looked him up on Facebook and we had a mutual friend, an ex of mine. And so I messaged her and I was like, hey, uh, this guy's selling a freezer. I do that all the time. Yeah, because you don't know. Yeah, I, I feel more comfortable if there's one mutual friend that I can like feel comfortable reaching out to being like, hey, look. But this person that's coming to pick the skates up yeah. is not the person who wants them. They are. So the lady, this lady lives in, I think, Drayton Valley. And that? like north. Alberta. Okay. And so she's got someone who lives in Calgary who is coming to pick them up on behalf of her. Dodgy. Yeah. It's all dodgy, but we've also got a bench on our front driveway right now for free if somebody wants to come grab that. Yeah, because great. Nobody would buy it. No, and then then Marketplace sends me a message. Yeah, 93 clicks on this. But not, not and not a single not offer. one message, no. Not even a, is this still available? Nothing. Nobody even ghosted me. It is a giant bench. I do think we talked about it, like, what, maybe last episode or the one before that. But it sat in our living room forever, and then nobody was buying it, and then my sister was maybe going to want it, but she didn't get back to me. And so we just said, that's it? Yeah, because tomorrow Wyatt's going to come here and be like, whoa, my bench. Yeah. He thought it was a great spot in the living room. So did the dogs. It was like extended couch. Anywho, <laughs> this is not a lifestyle podcast, a buy and sell with Linz and Carl. It should be, though. Well, we could start another one <laughs> every year at figure skating season when I've got skates to sell. Yeah. And buy. We'll just talk about the items that we have for sale. Yeah, there's a TV channel called The Shopping Network. Yeah, but that's why I use stuff. That's fair. I also thought that I heard that on September 21st, it was like, Calgary's it was like a day like it's like been named the day of like swapping with your neighbor and you're supposed to like put anything you want for free on your so like all over the city so many people are going to have all this free stuff on their driveway your face is very not it into sounds this. so dumb that doesn't sound real I saw it I saw it on the internet so <laughs> <laughs> well then there it is it is gospel. Oh, okay. Speaking of gospel, Eric had some trouble this episode with his beliefs. So this is episode 19. 
April 28, 1997. Wow. What were you doing? Um, Your birthday. Yeah, we had just moved to Calgary, so I didn't have any friends to invite. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I moved to Calgary in August 15th, 1996. And so I feel like we've talked about this, actually. And so, yeah, I would have been like just coming up on the end of my grade nine year. And turning 14. I would have just about to turn 15. Mm. Yeah. What were you doing? I don't know. <laughs> 1997. I think that's the year. No, it was 1996 that I won a trip to California. Right. Um. No, I don't know. No, you were in grade seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So it was my brother. So <laughs> different schools. Yeah. Okay. So it's called It's All About George. And the little synopses, which doesn't even begin to scrape the surface of this episode. (laughs) Eric's parents come to visit and almost lose their newly adopted son, George. Like, sure. (laughs) Like, they do come. Yeah, they do. And that does almost... Not really for a visit. No. As much as to, like, support Aunt Julie. I know. Getting out of rehab. She's back. I forgot that she went to rehab. Did we know she went to rehab? Well, yes. Remember she called in that episode at one point and said, yeah. I need help? Yes. Okay. So right off like the hop. Nobody went to visit her. Like it was in Glen Oak. Yeah. I don't. It wasn't even spoke. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, as we find out. Part of the reason Julie has a drinking problem is from her tumultuous childhood and upbringing with her parents, with her parents, Ruth and the Colonel. And no wonder I drink too, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we start in the rehab center. So, so I'm going to do this whole episode from Nova Scotia. <laughs> oh my God. Incredible. What if every episode we did a different accent? When I worked at Wendy's in high school. My friend Robin and I would talk in different accents or like speech impediments every shift. That's awful. I know. We'd be like, well, we need a twipple and a double. (laughs) (laughs) That shit's not going to fly around here these days. No, it's not. Anyways. All right. Well, you just do your best until you know better and then you do better. And you don't talk like that anymore. No. I can love to make fun of Wyatt. Okay. Wyatt Wabbit Winkwater. <laughs> he's working on it. He is. He's actually gotten a lot better. Okay. So, so <laughs> rehab center. Rehab. Julie. So it opens up and we don't really know where we are. Colonel Ruth, George, and Annie, Annie and Matt are just like in this waiting room. And they're like, where's Eric? Well, and they're in a living room, honestly. Yeah. And, and they're questioning where Eric is. and He'd be better at this. and Yeah. And, oh, well, he's got some big church business to take care of. Emergency. What yeah. I would like to note is your sister, who you mm-hmm. tried to rehab, tried yourself. To rehab yourself in your bedroom. You wrestled her in her bed. Yeah. In your bed. Wrestled. And you wrestled her out of the pub. Yeah. Of, <laughs> there was a lot of wrestling. Out of Eddie's. And yet you're not there when she gets out. Yeah. And we find out the reason. And I thought that's not Not, urgent. It's not urgent. Like, 
you could have done that three hours earlier, later, later the, the next, next day. day. Yes. <sighs> okay. So, but anyways, here we are. So I just wrote that George immediately is calling Julie his sister. He's like, I get to meet my new, my sister. I haven't met my sister yet. She's been in rehab since I got adopted. Like, George. And he's dressed like the colonel. Yeah. He's the in whole like time. A, sm- a smart suit. Yeah. Slacks. Slacks. <laughs> with, with like more of a mullet now. Like they've kind of cleaned up his hair a bit. Yeah. His hair was like a distinct mullet, but it was like a classy mullet. Yeah. That's a, those are two words that can be used. In yeah. I really like at dinner that night. So they're all sitting around the table. They're kind of like celebrating that Julie's back and the colonel's telling some story about how he beat or Eric's telling a story how the colonel took them to Disneyland and was like fist fighting with Mickey Mouse. And then is it Ruth that that says something? And Julie with this like far off look on her face just goes, I remember. (laughs) I was like, tell me you've got trauma. Yeah. And then and then when she says something about how they can take um, George to Magic Mountain and you can watch him fist fight um bugs bunny yeah like oh i yikes first thought about that and i don't know if it was different maybe like in the 60s or 70s when eric and julie would have been in disneyland mascots don't talk yeah i guess like not even because the some of the characters do but not the mascots. not the not the characters in mask yeah even (laughs) <laughs> yes. Even then, like, I don't think, like, Corella DeVille didn't have a mask on and she didn't speak to me. But Maybe she didn't like you. Evil Queen did. She told me not to smile when we were getting our picture taken. She was like, don't smile. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> did you get a funny feeling in your belly? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Barb. I know you're listening. Inappropriate. <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Anyways. Yes. So she's upset. And then in order to, like, break the awkwardness or the tension, Mm -hmm. Annie announces, oh, Colonel and George, I've been working on something for you as a gift. I'm building you a boat. Like, what? Pardon me? It's so random. Like, of all the, like, we know that it's Fix-It Annie. She can build and fix stuff. Blue job Annie. Yes, Blue Job Annie. But a boat? That's not just something you whip together on a weekend. Well, she does say that she bought, it's a prefab. It's a kit. Kit that she bought, and it was called the... Oh, I didn't even think to write down the name. Ahab? Like, I thought it was like the Abraham Lincoln kit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she was like, because I know George George and the Colonel like to, will love to sort of like boat around on the little pond by their house they have yeah but in my mind i'm like they live across the country how are they getting this boat yeah so i wrote that what was the original plan with the boat because Mm -hmm. like yeah we'll talk about the end of like how they end up doing it yeah but like you had no plan no so to get to like to so for that icebreaker they all run out yeah to check out the boat and everyone starts laughing at her like like it was an unfinished boat. She said, I'm working on it. But, like, why were some of the panels up? I've never built a boat. Like, 
from scratch. Like I think or... she hadn't screwed them down yet. It was the bottom of the boat. It was upside right. down. It was upside down and it was like painted a few different colors. Yeah. But like it was, it was a work like, in progress. It's a work in progress. It's a kit. Like, yeah. But they everybody's laughing. They're laughing. They didn't even give her the chance to be like, oh yeah, like I just got to screw these last few panels down and I'm going to paint it red and da 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 da. Yeah. Oh, we missed. I, did you catch what the, she painted the name of the boat at the end? It was on the yeah. front. I didn't catch it. Second chances. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm dead sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into <laughs> why. Like, it's very <sighs> aptly named. Yeah. So, <laughs> what I find interesting is, like, it's almost like Julie was at rehab. Okay. And I will preface this by saying, like, alcoholism is a real disease. And it is not something that I have experience with, nor have I spent time in rehab. So, like, what do I know? But also, it's like they gave her no coping skills because she was like, oh, I'm feeling a little shaky. And, like, presumably it has been months. Yeah. What I also have not been to rehab, but I know some people who have. And, like, you get coping skills. <laughs> yeah. Like, you kind of come and out you with come this out... toolkit. Yes. And also with some tools like... Um, you probably already have some like outside counseling and therapy yeah. set up. You know where you're you gonna know be where living. you're gonna live. And yeah. but this yeah. is like the colonel's like, Oh, have you given any thought to where you're living? And she's like, Oh, we just got a text from Olivia. She's the team manager of the volleyball team. That's so exciting. That's so great. Oh, so proud of you. Okay, okay sorry. sorry. Anyway, <laughs> oh, proud parent and step-parent moment. So, she, but then she's like, geez, I just got out of rehab. Like, I don't know. You're like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know where I'm going to work. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just think that that means they failed you. I don't, like, I just... Yeah, I just, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought you were better set up for success. Yeah. Especially, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. And she should have a sponsor mm -hmm. and like, you know, all mm -hmm. of, anyway, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this was not Julie's experience, presumably. No, but. <laughs> we... I just wrote one of my notes. That was funny. <laughs> so, Okay. We end up all back at the Camden, which is where this episode mostly takes place. Yeah, you're right. And the sleeping arrangements. Bizarre. So the so the grandparents are in are in Eric and Annie's Eric and bed, Annie's like bedroom, last time. Like last time. And, and where did I put the part about the girls? But then Ju Aunt Julie is sleeping in Mary and Lucy's room. And Ruthie is also okay. sleeping in Mary and Luthi, Lu Luthi, Luthi, Luthi's Luthi's room. <laughs> Speaking of speech impediments. Um, Mary. Yeah. And so Ruthie is sleeping in Mary's bed. And Julie is sleeping in Lucy's bed. And Lucy and Mary are sharing a mattress on the floor. Yes. Because George is sleeping in the bunk with Simon. Simon and, and I'm assuming Matt's, Matt's on the on couch. The couch. And then Annie and Eric are in Matt's room. Yeah. This was like, a lot of shuffling. And they got like gi a giant house. Yeah. I don't know. 
yeah, I would think like, fine, I guess the Colonel and Ruth can have the main primary bedroom. Yeah. But then like, I would move a blow up mattress into Matt's room. Oh no, that wouldn't work. Cause then who's going to sleep on the bunk bed, Matt <laughs> or Annie and Eric top and bottom. Top, yeah. How are going to have a sexy time? <laughs> yeah. I I guess that's the only way. They, like, do they not? I guess lots of places don't have basements. Maybe they don't have basements in California. But listen, if you're in California, if you can let us know if you have a basement, yeah, that'd be great. Okay, so should we talk about George's situation or wrap up Julie's? Because they kind of cross over at the end. Yeah, like I think. Well, let's just talk about Lucy first oh, yeah. and Simon. So George uh, immediately is trying to connect with Simon, but also trying to get him to call him Uncle George. Yeah, he's like, you know, I'm your uncle now, right? And Simon's like, I mean, I guess technically, but you're younger than me. Yeah. And he's like, well, you should be calling me Uncle George. It's a sign of respect. <laughs> and Simon's like, okay, well, when I respect you, I will call you that. <laughs> It's like the most awkward, tense, yeah, small child. And they're sharing a room? It's and, weird. Yeah, they're sharing a room. Simon just does not like him. And also... Jimmy Moon is going to meet the grandparents. Jimmy Moon is going to meet the Colonel and Ruth. And everyone's trying to warn Jimmy that, like, listen, they are strict. They're scary. You're going to be intimidated. And he's like, they're just grandparents. It's fine. Yeah. And... So one of the like underlying themes of this whole episode is that they've softened up since adopting George. Right. But so there's a funny scene where Matt and Mary imitate the the grandparents. Yeah, like do an impersonation. To try to scare Jimmy. <laughs> and it's really funny. It is pretty funny. Yeah, it, they did a very good job. It's almost like they're actors. Almost. And then when Jimmy does meet them, it plays out exactly like word for word the way that yeah and like jimmy was like terrified yeah and then he tries to gaslight lucy by saying like you didn't prepare me for this like i didn't i was ill prepared and she's like are you kidding me yeah i'm like, glad she stood up for her. yeah i warned you matt and mary warned you like everyone's been warning you and he's like you're right you're right i didn't like prepare myself yeah Whatever. And then at the end, they <laughs> apologize. But I didn't like that, like, the grandparents were, like, so proud of themselves. I don't like this idea of, like, intimidating your child or grandchild's, like, love other. interest. Yeah. What is the point of that? I don't know. It's like this whole, like, oh, I'm going to answer the door with a shotgun in my hand yeah. or something. Like, like okay, well, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know it's very canadian of me it, it is <laughs> um, <laughs> like i just yeah i don't like that whole like the dad's waiting up with a shotgun yeah like i know I don't how like about raise your boys not to need that mm -hmm. and how about raise your girls to like carry their own goddamn shotguns yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, uh, see with a shotgun yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing that didn't line up with Lucy was like after they all went to bed, um, when Aunt Julie was in the bedroom, yeah. she's like, Okay, well let's get some sleep and they turned off the light and Lucy, who's 
in between Aunt Julie and Mary, like on the floor. Yeah. Rolls over to Mary and whispers loudly, like she might as well have been at a concert. Something, what does she say? Something's up with Aunt Julie. Yeah. And Mary's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Aunt Julie, she could hear you. Yeah, she's sitting right there. Yeah. Laying right But there. then they, like, what were, what were they talking about? Like, I wonder if it was because there was another part in the episode where Ruthie says, well, is that why Aunt Julie hates Grandpa? Yeah. Maybe so, just... like, are they just kind of, like, mm. stringing that along that she's got... Because, yes, she has some... Aunt Julie has some, like, anger moments towards her dad. But, yeah. like, as she should, I think. And, like, should they have come then? Like, if this was... Because it seemed like the Colonel and Ruth weren't exactly, like, that's our daughter. we got to take care of her. Yeah. They were like, well, ma- where, where are you going to live? And, like... I guess you could live with us. Yeah, they weren't, like... Yeah. They, like... They, because there is a point where they are, they say that Julie can come and live with them, but it was in a roundabout kind of conversation. It wasn't like, yeah, oh, you can just come live with us. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we do have to talk about Will Grayson. Will Grayson. Okay. So right after, still in the opening scene, they cut to Eric and he's in the billiards. As he always is. Yep. Winning money as he always is. But then he like says like, well, this goes great for the church fund. Like, give it a rest. Yeah. So, and like, how is he qualified to like reintegrate somebody, yeah, acclimate somebody into society after they've been in the witness protection program? Yes. So we find Mm -hmm. out through a game of pool that the reason Eric couldn't go meet his sister after rehab was that, is this the guy? Is he texting? Yeah, he'll be here in about 20 minutes. <gasps> hey, well, we might only have 20 minutes of recording left before you die. So Eric is not picking up his sister from rehab because he had to meet with this police chief and Will Grayson, which I had to laugh because Will and Grace wasn't a show yet. Or oh, was yeah. it? Oh, I don't know. It just like what the way he said Will Grayson sounded like Will and Grace. Yeah. And um, so I guess this Will Grayson guy was a Will and Grace started in 1998. <gasps> oh, maybe that's where they got the name for it. They were like, <laughs> I was watching Seventh Heaven and you know what the great name. So Will Grayson was a cop in, with the Glen Oak Police. And he took down this huge, like, crime family. Yeah. Malloy's or something? Matt. Yeah. I should have written it down, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and sent the guy to jail. And then I guess he was so, like, in danger of retaliation that they had to move him out of the country. And he had to assume a new identity. This is not from... And now... I have no experience in the witness protection program, and I only know what I've seen in the movies. Okay. But they don't take your, they don't take one, like if I had to go in the witness protection program, they wouldn't just take me away. Yeah. And let you guys continue to live here. I wouldn't raise your children. (laughs) Like that time in the airport when you (laughs) got stopped by customs. (laughs) Not customs, but like security. Security, yeah. And you guys went off. Yeah, me. no, they take the whole family. This, yeah, like the and the fact that George had to. Okay, like so they sent this dad 
away, witness protection program style, and George had to go to an orphanage. Okay, well, you're kind of spilling the beans. So he finds oh, out. Yeah, so sorry. Will Grayson is <laughs> George's dad. <laughs> I'm right. Oh, wow, just slow your boat there, Captain. So <laughs> Second chances boat. <laughs> so Will Grayson says to Eric, so Eric's been tasked with re-acclimating him to society. Stupid, but okay. What country did he go to? Like one with no society. <laughs> And he's like, you know, all I really want is to find my son. And he's like, well, I can help with that. Like, what do you, how, what happened? And he was like, well, when I was forced to leave the country, I had to put my son up for adoption. That would not happen. That would not happen because adoption is trauma. And like, he was, he was two. He was two. And, and and like, that's not how it works. You would either send the kid with the father and they could both go live in the non-societal country. Yeah. Or a family member would take George. Yeah. And like we a- find out that the mom is dead, but like, do you right. not have other people? Right. Well, okay. So spoiler alert. So we find out that, so Eric's like, well, what's your son's name? And he's like, George. And then Eric does <laughs> that. Dun, dun, dun. And so we find out that George is in fact Will Grayson's son. Oh, big yacht. I know. Good. <laughs> Why do we always end up recording after nine? I don't know. Best intentions we have. Yeah. You work so, today. Yeah. So, so now Eric has to find a way to tell the Colonel and Ruth. Yeah. And so he like pulls them into his, his study. His study. We're going to start now, referring to the office. It's no longer the studio. It's now the study. Yeah. And... He's like, listen, I don't know how to tell you this, but George's dad is going to take George back. And the colonel's like, well, no, he's not. I'm going to sue. Oh, wait, I have a video of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really intense. Is it this one? Yeah, it's that one. Volume all the way up. Oh. It's very tricky. You think I'd get used to this. Okay. Just get a good lawyer and sue for custody, and you'll lose. Do you know what it took for your father to ask you for help? There's nothing I can do. Do you think this man should take George? If he wants him, and if George wants to go, yes. (laughs) Okay, should be noted that sound, followed by the... Uh, Ruth slapped her son. <laughs> Eric's mom. I just wrote mom slap. Just slapped <laughs> him right in the face. Which like unwarranted. I felt weird about that. And yeah. I just ever Ruth slaps Eric. Yeah. And it was amazing. I So I have the video. I'm going to put it on Instagram and uh-huh. TikTok. So go look. And um, then she runs out of the room. And then who pops out from behind the filing cabinet? George. George in a very smart polo and khaki. Tr- khaki. And Tra- uh, trouser. Trousers. Slacks. <laughs> yeah. So so in this 10 second argument or whatever it is, altercation, um, the colonel says, well, can't you like pull some strings for me? And I've, I've never asked you for anything, Eric. 
Mm. And but like, but then the mom flies off the handle. Do you know how hard it was for your dad to ask you for something? Like it just happened one second ago. Yeah. Like all of this was this very triggering. Like, yes. Well, anyways. George pops out and he's like, "Well, now I know. Now I know. <laughs> now you don't have to tell me." And then Eric's like, "You at least have to meet the guy." Yeah. And he's like, "Whatever you say, Eric." And then he like walks away. And then Eric like starts to cry. Yeah. Puts his head in his hands, his face in his hands, looks up to the good Lord. And he says, I've really lost my way on this one, Lord. I mean, like, like is is there not like a social worker involved? <laughs> no. A, a judge, a lawyer, like, what, like, was there, was it a given that his dad was going to come back? Because that should have been in. So, so do you remember at the beginning of the episode, they say they thought everyone thought that the dad had been offed, but like, right. Okay. Hear me out on this. Okay. One. I'm ready. That's fine. If the general public thinks the dad has been killed or dead is dead because they don't want this mafia, whoever they were coming after him. Yeah. So if the word on the street is that he's dead, nobody's going to look for him in the other country. Oh yeah. But would they not have told the orphanage? Um, <laughs> hard to say. Like, like, I don't know. Or was there a risk of somebody in the mob working for the orphanage and they were going to get the word out to the guy in prison? Yeah. And like, I just wonder about the legality of, like, was there a DNA test? Like, do you have his birth certificate? Yeah. He's just Are, like, his any- name is George. I sent him <laughs> to this orphanage. Oh, well, here's well, your son. George the orphan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like, are we, like, adoption is trauma. Yeah. And so now George is just like trauma, trauma, trauma. <sighs> yeah. So he's going to go meet Will Grayson, his dad. Yeah. At the billiards, as you do. Yeah. Can we just take a quick moment to talk about the peanuts? Oh. There's like a basket of peanuts in the shell on the table and Eric's eating them like like he's there his last supper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just like breaking the shell and then putting the shell. There's just like a pile of shells. I know. So like, I don't Gross. know if you've ever been to like Montana's. They do, You just throw the shells on the floor in the bar area. That's no. like, yes. Mm-hmm. Montana's? The restaurant Montana's. Okay. You can get a basket of peanuts. Like if you're sitting in the bar section, not the restaurant section, you get a basket of peanuts and you throw the shells just like on the floor. That's like a thing that happens in, I don't know, like what pubs other than Montana's. We have or to if go it's like to an Montana's American and re- thing. Oh, and record this <laughs> live <laughs> on Instagram. Peanuts on the floor. Yeah. It's like a thing that they right. do in pubs. So, okay. So Eric's parents are devastated and George is devastated. Everyone's devastated. And, and, oh, and so they're all sitting in the living room and he's pouring coffee and they're, oh, because they go to the billiards to meet and George runs away. Oh yeah. So they go to the billiards to meet. George says, why pro because the dad says well let's just take this one step at a time i'll get to know you da 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 and george is like why let's just rip this band-aid off that's what i do the rest of my in the rest of my life i have all this trauma da 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 yeah and so he's like i'll just go wait in the car like yeah and nice meeting you yeah. eric 
So like, you... there's no paperwork. Is there a social worker? Is does he say person? see you around, Reverend? I think he does. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and so he runs away. Yeah. But like, it was on paper that would have been kidnapping by Will had yes. he driven away in a car with him. Yeah. And I actually had originally wrote that the colonel had kidnapped him. I thought yes, that the colonel had kidnapped yeah, him. Eric and Will pub. run out and he's not there. Yeah. So now, so now Ruth, Annie, and Julie. and Julie are in the living room. Annie's pouring coffee and they're, and Ruth is just crying saying, you this know, was our son. it's my son and I love him and he can't just take him. Yeah. Like, calm down. And Aunt Julie very practically is like, well, six months ago, you didn't even know the kid. Yeah. So like his dad could get to know him again. And then Ruth just snaps like she's losing it. She slapped Eric. And then she says, this is all your fault, Julie. If we hadn't come here to support you getting out of rehab, like none of this would have happened because George would have been out east with us. And I also think that like when, when Ruth is saying things like, this is my baby, this is my son and he's gone missing. Like, that's not the relationship that Julie and Eric had with their parents. They, no. it, it They've made it seem like they weren't really around. And so I think Julie is feeling like, well, why do you care so much about this kid? You've only known him for six months. I'm your daughter of 40 years. Yeah. But she's <sighs> a disappointment. But she's a disappointment. So... So now Julie is just devastated. Yeah. Julie yells... And Ruth yells and I and Annie's just standing there with her pot of coffee, yeah. not sure what to do. <laughs> Doesn't know what to do. And so I just think that if this was today, Julie would be encouraged to just like set up boundaries and cut ties. With parents. <laughs> yeah. And possibly maybe they would have had some like therapy as a family. Uh-huh while she was in treatment to address some of these triggering issues. Yeah, because I'm assuming that she would have brought them up in rehab. Yeah. But so, but they didn't. And so Julie gets her hands on a bottle of wine. Yep. And goes down to the kitchen and spins that top off, fills a glass. Yeah. And then sits down at the table and is contemplating like, do I drink it? You know, what do I do? And then seemingly out of nowhere, he appears like a ghost. Matt is like, <laughs> I figured I'd find you here or yeah, you really want to do that or like something. I think he says both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, like Matt, you're 17. Yeah. So I wrote here, Matt and Julie have a weird dynamic. Yeah. Like I, I'm thinking that like Matt was the first nephew. And so like, maybe they had like a, like a connection when he was younger, right. whatever. Like that doesn't qualify you to deal with an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> no, at 17. Like if I became an alcoholic, I would not think that my 13 year old niece mm-hmm. would, would support me. Like it would like, be entrusted yeah. to provide me guidance. Yeah. Like it's weird because it's just weird. It's just weird. It's just weird. And then he's talking about like, you know, you've got to make a choice, you know, whether you do this or you don't, I'm going to love you anyway. But like, 
you know, and Julie's like, life's too big. I'm so scared. Yeah, I'm so lost. Like, this is why you needed to be set up with support and therapy when you left rehab. But anyways. And so then it's impossible. There's no audio that describes this. So you just have to go to TikTok or Instagram and watch. There's this scene where Matt goes over to the window, opens the like blinds and looks out, but like in this dreamy boy kind of way. And then they pan the camera to what he's looking at. And the Colonel is inside the boat that obviously the bottom's been fixed. And he's finished it. It's flipped over, but it's on like sawhorses. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Sawhorse. (laughs) Yeah. It gets up on stands. Yes. So it's, yeah. Yeah. And he's just sitting in the middle of the boat. But like, I don't think that that's a structurally sound. No. For especially for an 80 year old man. Yeah. So somehow he gets his ancient body into this boat and he's sitting in it. Crying. Crying into his hands. About George. But like, (laughs) it's so funny. (laughs) It's really, really hilarious. Oh, man. And so Matt turns to Aunt Julie. We're terrible. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Matt turns to Aunt Julie and says that what she needs is out there and points at the boat. Mm -hmm. And what she wants is in that glass. Yeah. And so she's got to choose. Right. And then he goes back to bed. Like, like, (laughs) how about, Matt, you encourage her to call her sponsor or you go get a trusted adult (laughs) to help support this situation that you shouldn't be part of? Maybe he opened the window to look for help and then he saw his grandpa in a boat and thought, well, he's in no shape to help. So much for trusted adults. Oh, God. So then she puts the wine down and she goes out and talks to the colonel. And (laughs) in a matter of a minute and a half, their whole relationship is mended. Yeah. I wrote awkward canoe hug. So then she's now in the canoe. It's not a canoe. What is it? It's like a little rowboat. It's like, okay. (laughs) It's funnier to think that it was an awkward canoe hug. Yes. So she's now in the boat, which is suspended on these two sawhorses. Like, two people can't sit in that boat while it's in the air. No, like, the water, I imagine, provides, like, a counter. The reason you don't fall through the bottom is because... Yeah, I'm learning all about it, reading about yachts. Right. We can't get into that right now. No, that's another <laughs> podcast altogether. We're going to record a podcast while we're doing it. My God. Okay, so... um. And then they're they're in the they're in the boat, the they're in the water water vessel, embracing. But how did you each get in there? How is it supporting your weight without tipping over? So there is a tiny little ladder. I noticed a little step stool, but like, it's tippy. It's a boat. It's not like in a sling. It's not in like a veed. No, like, it's just sitting on two sawhorses. Yeah. And, anyways, so they. It's been 40 years of trauma and they make up in about 30 seconds. Yeah. And all is well. Yeah. So. (laughs) And then Matt comes down and he's like, well, what did you, what option did you choose in the morning? Yeah. Did you sink or swim? And she's like pouring a coffee. Like, yeah. Like, (laughs) whoa, whoa, whoa. You just abandoned her in her time of need. Yeah. Not that you should have been the one there, but like you just went to bed and had a great sleep. Yeah. So then now Eric is trying to find George because he ran away. Yeah. And so he goes to the church and George is in 
the in air chambers office stealing his stuff. He's like, I'm robbing you. Yeah. And then I have this audio. Isn't this how we met? Jeez. Pretty quiet for Biden, Bumper. Robbing you. What's it look like? Looks like you want me to find you. I've been back three times. What took you so long to, uh, to get here? So like I have a car. All right, so I'm going to just talk quietly because the window's open, but we're about to either hear Lindsay get murdered or sell some skates. Oh, seems okay. She said, thanks for being the delivery person. I didn't hear what he said. How'd that go? Good, I got a hundred bucks. Okay, the window's open. We got a hundred bucks. Oh my god, amazing! Cash money. Do you want to drop it on me like Eric did to Annie in the episode choices? No money, so dirty. I know, so gross. Good way. Yeah. (laughs) Not like a queen telling you to not smile. So (laughs) I have to find. Oh no, I just traveled too far. Oh. Oh. To be honest, you're right about the cop. He's right too. It's just too much hard to end up anything but disappointed. I'm literally on my own. Does he have a plan? No, not the same. You're George, you're a kid. You're going to have to live somewhere super bad. I'd like to go back to the orphanage. I don't believe that. It's true. I'm better off taking my chances there. Maybe I'm just not meant to have a family. I know I don't want to keep hurting the people that care about me. If none of them can have me, then they'll just get over it quick. I'm used to being on my own. It's okay. No, it's not. Just give it up, Eric. Little brother. I thought you knew me better than that by now. Let's go. <laughs> like, if none of them could have me. Like, did was he just so sick for the day of filming and they're like, eh? be okay we're gonna do it anyways yeah covid didn't exist yeah <laughs> it's like in the rudolph movie oh, yeah. which is very problematic very. but he has to wear like he wears a thing over his nose to cover up the red and, and he and he talks like this the whole time yeah but anyways that's how he ends up on the island of misfits <laughs> so Okay, so, so they, get they end up back at the Camden's house, and it is Annie and Eric and Ruth and the Colonel. Okay, but wait. Before that, George is sitting with Simon oh, and no. says, I really need you to promise me something because you seem like you've you've got good character and you're gonna you're true to your word. And he's like, I need you to keep an eye on Colonel and Ruthie for me. Just Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got a pet name for her. I don't know. And Simon's like, of course I will do that. But that was the stupidest scene. I know, but they had to bring them together. I know. And then actual Ruthie, little Ruthie, Ruthie. then says, I'm going to miss you, Uncle George. Yeah. Hugs him like, suck an egg. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So they end up in the chambers. Yeah. Not the chambers, the study. Yes. All the adults. So, like, Will Grayson... Eric, Annie, Colonel, and Ruth. Yeah. And Julie. 
and Julie. And the six of them are six, seven. They are deciding George's fate. His future. His like they're not deciding if they're gonna murder him or not. (laughs) Well, no, but like they need a lawyer. A judge, a representative from the orphanage, a social worker, a social maybe. <laughs> there is many safe and trustworthy adults that are missing from this. Yes, but Eric has come up with an idea, mm-hmm. and because he's qualified, yeah, and he and everyone, we don't know what it is yet. But the colonel's like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And he calls Will a blowhard. Yeah. <laughs> no, Will calls the colonel a blowhard. Oh, yeah. And then he I says, just wrote Will blowhard. <laughs> and then he says, the colonel says, last time somebody called me a blowhard, I shoved their, it was like Mickey Mouse, and he yeah. shoved their fingers up his butt. I don't know. Yeah, something ridiculous. And so... Um, Will is like trying to get a word in. No one's letting him talk. And Annie's like, I think it's a great idea. And Ruth is like, I actually really like the idea. And and Julie is like, you know, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. So we find out the solution that Eric has proposed is that both Will and George go move to Ruth and Colonel's back east. Yeah. And the Colonel has like an old shed in the backyard that could be turned into an apartment. Yeah, like a pool house or something they called it. Yeah. Um, and then they were like, wait, we were going to offer that to Julie. That's where, like, if you were going to offer that to Julie, <laughs> then don't ask her where you're going to live when yeah. she's walking out of rehab. And Julie's like, oh, you were? And Ruth is like, but I'd much rather have you in the house. And then she's like, thank you. And so now she's like, like now, now she's... you're going to go live with the people who traumatized you your whole they life? They hugged in the boat. <laughs> That's true. All is well. All is well. And so then Will is like, what am I even going to do? I just got back on with the precinct here. I can't apply for a transfer. That'll take months. Yeah. And then Ruth is like, well, the colonel could make some calls. Like, this is where Eric gets it from. Thinking yeah. he can just make some calls. Make some calls. His dad does it. Yeah. <sighs> so Will's going to become a cop wherever out east. And then they're going to live in the pool house. Yeah. And so they don't lose George. They can still, like... I don't know. Yeah, like, will George live in the pool house? Or will George live in the main house and just visit with Will? Yeah, and, like, who's got, like, parental rights over (laughs) George at this point? We don't know. And so... And Julie's going to go back. And Julie is going to go back. And then George says, you know, Will, you are my father, but the Colonel and Ruth are my mom and dad. And so I want to fly back with them, but I, I'm so excited for you to come. Because he's going to drive. Will's yeah, going to drive. Will's going to drive his car. And then they have this light bulb moment. Wait a minute. We didn't figure out how we were going to get this boat back east. Yeah. And Will says, I'll see if it fits on the car I just bought. Like, get a trailer. Look at him. How big is this car? Like, that boat is big enough for two grown humans yeah. to hug in the middle of it. Yeah, he's just going to strap it to the roof of his car. Yeah. So we go out and it's now been painted. It's red. It says second chances on it, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) And it's a rowboat. Yeah. Beautiful. And Aunt Julie's going to show him and they can discuss if it'll fit on his car. Yeah. Did you see what my eyes just did? No. (laughs) There was like a breeze and it like got right in my eyeballs and I did like a weird thing. Yeah. 
Um, and so then Will and Aunt Julie have a moment. Tension is high. Very high. So he's like, you know, I didn't really want to drive across the country alone. So. And she's like, this sounds like a great idea. I love adventure. I love I love road trips and cross country adventures. With yeah. somebody I never met. With a complete stranger. And I'm barely recovered. (laughs) Maybe he could become her sponsor Uh and they could have a codependent relationship. That's very healthy. Yeah. (laughs) And so my theory is Will and Julie. Yeah, we're going to hopefully we'll see. It's going to be a love story. And then they're going to have George. Oh, yeah. Because so is now George is George, Julie and Eric's step sibling. Or Julie's stepson, but also step sibling. If Will and Aunt Julie got together, George's sister would be marrying George's dad. What? (laughs) (laughs) Like George's sister through adoption, who is Julie, who is now his stepmom, marry George's dad. So she will be. His stepmother sister. Yeah. And so then can Simon not call him uncle anymore? Because he'll also be a cousin uncle. Uncle cousin of George. <laughs> like the lines are very blurred. I know that the nobody's blood related, but. <laughs> Listen, oh. I, my ex uh, lived or her family was from northern Saskatchewan. And we went there for Christmas one year. And one of her cousins brought a boy home and so i can't remember what his name was i do think it was like wilbur or something <laughs> and i was like so like what do you do and he was like oh i just work at a pig insemination farm and i was like that's very interesting and i said do you have brothers and sisters and he's like um it's hard to say because my dad and grandpa slept with the same woman and so i don't know if it's my aunt or my sibling sibling like i don't it was like this weird and i just remember thinking like that's not what you bring to the first conversation you have with especially if your name's wilbur and you work at the pig insemination farm yeah because like wilbur's a pig there's a whole book about him yeah yeah (laughs) So I don't, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. The town that I grew up in, there was a family and they had one child who was my age and the dad died. And so the mom married the brother and had two more kids. So his mom married his uncle. So the, it was, they were all girls, children, it doesn't matter, but yeah. So, so the mom married the uncle and then had two more kids so like her sisters were half siblings but also half cousins also half cousins but like is it really half when it's three quarters three quarters i don't know i don't know i know science small towns (laughs) okay hit us with get canceled by small towns (laughs) hit us with next week oh yeah shoot it is episode 20 we're getting there we are getting there. And there's only 22 episodes. Yes. Okay. So this one is called Say Goodbye. 
Lucy's best friend moves away while Annie's best friend from high school returns and makes a pass at Matt. Jesus Christ. Okay, Do you so think it's Mila? Is it Mila? I, I Or is it Suzanne? Suzanne? I think it's Mila only because that 70s show started in 1997. I guess, like, but why bring her back just to send her away? Like, she hasn't been in every episode. Yeah, maybe. Like, it's not like Kimmy Gibbler of Full House. Oh, no, 1998. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, we'll right, find well, out. Yeah, we're going to find out. Um, And then, yeah, then there's part one and part two season finale after oh, that. Oh, my God. I <gasps> I'm excited. I'm excited, too. Some wild stuff. I've re- I read yeah. the synopses, and it's wild. Wild. I hope. It is 9.37 on a Friday night, and I was just thinking, do we get to go to sleep now? Sure. (laughs) And by go to sleep, I mean, like, we're going to go to bed, watch a bunch of TikToks, do some gossiping, and then go to bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be 11 o'clock before we turn the lights off. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you don't already, please give us a follow on Instagram and or TikTok. Uh, we post like screenshots and videos and tidbits in there so you can watch those. I'm so nervous to post. I know. You were like, I found a photo of me holding two hamsters. And I was like, you've got to post that. <laughs> but it's like you either wanted me to give you permission or you wanted me to do it. Yeah, I feel weird about it. You just got to do it. Okay, I'm going to do it right now. Like, we'll sign off. Should we just wait? <laughs> All right, everybody, have a really great week. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.